everybody this is angela bowen the host of together we're gonna find our way an unofficial silver spoons podcast and today i am bringing you a special season one episode of silver spoons entitled the best christmas ever this is season one episode 13 Edward and Ricky spend their first Christmas together, and after meeting a young boy from a family in a difficult situation, they decide to play Santa. Aww. This episode has a 7.4 out of 10 rating based on 30 ratings on IMDb. We do have a guest star here that some of you or all of you may be familiar with, Joey Lawrence who you may remember he was on the show Blossom before that around this time maybe a little after he was on the show Give Me a Break with Nell Carter This episode was directed by Jack Shea writers David W Duclan 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 I got to learn how to pronounce this man's name uh who you all know as the creator of Punky Brewster him and Brandon Tartikoff uh Ron Leavitt Michael G. Moy, Stephen Pritzer. Story was by Bob Ills, I-L-L-E-S, Ellis. James R. Stein, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, and Howard Lee. There are a lot of creators on the show, I'll tell you that right now. We got a lot of Christmas songs here for under the soundtracks, and Joel Higgins, who plays Edward Stratton III, does sing all of them. There's at least... One, two, three, four. There's Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, Oh Christmas Tree, and Good King When... I'm going to butcher this name. I know I will. Good King Wenselas. And I was telling Jeremy, like, I didn't recognize that song. He's like, oh, you will when you hear it. Because he's like, I don't know the lyrics, but, you know, you'll know the melody. Which, yeah. Because he kind of, like, sung... Jeremy sung a little, like, oh, yeah, I do know that song. Okay. And, like I said, there's a review here that I'm going to wait until after the episode to read because it does kind of give away a little bit of the story and I don't want to spoil it for you. As I like to do with the podcast, if you're a new listener, there are many ways to follow the Silver Spoons podcast. You can go to Silver Spoons. Together we're going to find our way on unofficial Silver Spoons podcast Facebook page or Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. Also on the Punky Power on an unofficial Punky Brewster Podcast uh, Facebook and Punky Power PB Podcast on Instagram. Also the Punky Power slash Silver Spoons Podcast Twitter, which I will uh, put those up in the description so you can find them. You guys can follow along even though Punky Brewster is been covered the show and all four seasons of the podcast covering the show are up on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope that you're enjoying the Silver Spoons podcast. <laughs> um for the regular gosh, I cannot talk. For the regular listeners, if you haven't already, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the podcast. Every review that the podcast gets helps get it more noticed out there by people, other fans like you of the show. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. All right, so we come out of the intro and this house is decked. The halls have been decked. It is so Stunningly beautiful. We got a decked out Christmas tree and Ricky is up on a little step stool hanging the ornaments and everything. We got presents all under the tree already. They're all wrapped. We got um, a couple, one that looks like a table that's set out with, I'm trying to guess whether that might be food, but I'm not 100% sure. 
And Kate is over by the fireplace. We have a wreath hanging up right on top of a picture of something or someone. And, of course, we have, like, um, green uh, garland kind of dressing the top just above on the wall of the fireplace. And then along the archway, it's just, it's really, really nice. Oh, and there are even gifts on that little um, side table. So Ricky tells Kate, like, hey, Kate, I'm really looking forward to spending my first Christmas with my dad. And Kate lets it, uh, Ricky know. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? Your dad is really looking forward to spending Christmas with you, too. You know, his first Christmas with you. And I notice how it's snowing outside. It's really, it's not like falling down fast, but it's nice, nice, light, delightful snow falling. Just sets the mood. And Ricky's like, oh, yeah, why do you say that? Um, and Kate's like, oh, well, it's just a hunch. And Ricky's got, Edward made the stocking that looks, it's, it's huge. It goes from the top of the mantle all the way to the floor. And Kate, awesome. When she unravels it, Ricky just laughs and amazed, like, oh my gosh. And his name is spelled out in letters that run down the side of the stocking. Kate grabs an envelope off the mantle, like, oh, I forgot this came for you. And Ricky's like, oh, it's a Christmas card from Grandfather. He he calls him Grandfather because that's what, um... He wants to be called. He doesn't want to be called Grandpa. He doesn't want to be called Pops. He doesn't want, you know, just Grandfather. Something official sounding. Or formal. But I'm going to play this clip. You know something, Kate? I'm really excited about spending my first Christmas with my dad. Well, you know, I think your father's very excited about spending his first Christmas with you, too. Really? Mm-hmm. What makes you say that? No, just a feeling. Oh, I almost forgot this came for you. Hey, it's a Christmas card from Grandfather. From the desk of E.W. Stratton II. Richard, kindest regards of the season, Grandfather. And people say he never gets into the Christmas spirit. Well, at least he typed it a red ink. And look, a $20 bill. Yeah. Oh, and he also sent this basket. Huh, look at this. Fruit, cheese, candied oysters. <laughs> well, it's an improvement. Last year it was chocolate-covered snails. <laughs> well. Kid, I sure wish you could spend Christmas with us. Oh, me too. But my family is expecting me back in Columbus. I was hoping you could see my dad's face when he opens up the present I'm giving him. It's the world's greatest pen. It's got a calculator in it, an alarm, a flashlight, a radio, a watch, and a built-in computer game. (laughs) Yeah, but does it write? So Ricky opens up the envelope and it's printed on a three by five card. His grandfather's message just tell him to have a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and he says, "Hey, at least it's printed in red ink, which you know, festive, red and green." And there's a twenty dollar bill, which back in nineteen eighty two went a very long ways. It went a very long ways. Back in the day, which, I mean, someone gave me a 20 in my in my Christmas card. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. I'd still be, if they gave me five bucks, I don't care. You know, or, or whatever. It doesn't even have to be that. But just, the, it's the thought that counts. So, Grandfather Stratton also left a basket full of stuff. Cheese and other things and candied oyster. Oh, I've never had oysters in my life. I don't think I'd like them. And Kate says, well, it's an improvement over last year, even though Ricky wasn't there last year, because Grandfather Stratton sent chocolate-covered snails. Oh, those are two things that should not go together. 
I don't care. You can put chocolate on whatever. Doesn't mean that it's going to taste good. So Ricky kind of turns to Kate and he's like, oh, Kate, I really wish you could spend Christmas with us. And Kate's like, oh, I wish I could too, but my family's expecting me in Columbus. So is that, that's Columbus, Ohio, right? Is she from Ohio? I can't remember where she's from. She, I don't think we've heard where she's from. I don't think she said. The only thing we've learned about Kate is that she worked previously for a man that constantly hit on her. So that's why she was a little nervous to take this job working for Edward. So that's all we really know. But now we know another fact about her. Apparently she's got family in Columbus. Okay, so yes, there is a Columbus, Ohio, but I checked. I don't know why. I'm like, what is there Columbus? Have I heard of Columbus, New Jersey? And I just checked on my phone. There is a Columbus, New Jersey. So, and they're based in, you know, the Stratton, it's, you know, um, they live in New York. They live around Long Island. So, yeah, it would make sense. Columbus, New Jersey over, you know, Columbus, Ohio, because that'd be a heck of a trek there, but... I think as the show goes on, we do see some of Kate's other family members, I believe. Possibly a mother, a grandmother, and an uncle. That's just me kind of when I was going through, like, the uh, their seasons, the episodes, and kind of seeing, you know, what they were like and everything like that, so. And one thing I did notice going through the seasons, not to be too spoilerish coming down the road, but... There's only really, you know, Punky Brewster had like a handful of serious episodes mixed in with funny ones. Silver Spoons, I've noticed, does not seem to have, it's got more funny, goofy ones than it does serious ones. So, I guess maybe this episode could kind of be a serious episode in a way because it does deal with a family that I think are homeless. So, okay. So I could chalk this up maybe to a serious episode. So, Ricky's like, oh, I was hoping you could see my dad's face when he opens his gift that I got him. And Ricky says it's a pen, but it's got so many other, like, things to it. It's got a, comp it's got a game on it. It's got, I'm gonna go through it. Okay, he calls it the, it's called the world's greatest pen. A calculator and an alarm, okay. A flashlight, a radio, a watch, and a built-in computer game. Well, I'm not surprised because it does have an alarm, but it's got all these different facets to it. And Kate kind of asks, like, yes, it's got all these things, but does it write? And Ricky's eyes, he's got this shocked look like, oh no, no, I, I I didn't check to see if it writes. Well, if it's a pen, it should write. This almost sounds like a Swiss army knife type thing with all, you know how a Swiss army knife has so many different contraptions to it, you know, a magnifying glass, um, a, a corkscrew and all those doodads and stuff like that. You know, when I was a kid, what I thought was the coolest pen ever, and if you grew up in the... 80s and 90s you probably thought it was really cool those multicolored pens that you had like red green blue yellow and, and purple or whatever and I I'm sure I'm not alone I'm sure I'm not the only one who tried to do this with that pen was try to push down all the levers to see if it would like like, to push down all the colors to see if it would, like, the pen would write in, like, all these different colors. Which, no, it didn't. You just would end up, like, stopping up the pen and probably breaking it. Those pen, You know what I know what's really... Those pens and those, um, the mechanical, those, you know, lead pens, those things broke so easily. And so did those, uh, multicolored pens. So the door opens, and oh, by the way, Ricky is wearing this really nice forest green um, argyle sweater. It's got red and white diamonds that run down the front of the shirt and also on the sleeves. The door opens, which the doors are also decorated with wreaths on the front of the door and the inside of the door. 
What is that thing over there? There's something to the left of the door. What is that? It's just... It's a ta oh, it's just a table of gifts. Okay, they got a lot of long tables. Um, there's a little boy that comes to the door, and Ricky acts like he knows this boy. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? So does he know this kid? I don't know. Hi! Merry Christmas. Hello, mister. I just moved into the neighborhood, and I was wondering if you had any odd jobs for me to do. I need to earn a dollar to buy my mom a Christmas present. Well, well, come in. Come in. It's cold out there. You're not just whistling Dixies. <laughs> wow. What a tree. Is this the White House? <laughs> no, no, I live here. Now, you said you want the job. Forget that. How about adopting me? <laughs> Come by the fire and get warm. So, what's your name? Joey, Joey Thompson. I'm Ricky Stratton, and this is Kate Summers. Pleased to meet you. My pleasure. Joey, would you like a cookie? <laughs> okay, so Ricky doesn't actually know this boy, which the kid just shows up like, hey. I'm looking for a job. This kid has probably got to be maybe eight years old at the most. Maybe six to eight years old. And this little Joey Lawrence is such a cutie pie. He's like missing a couple teeth. Like one on the bottom and one on the top. So cute. And Ricky kind of ushers him in. Like come on in. It's cold out there. It's nice to meet you. And... As soon as Joey comes, oh, he wants to, he wants to work, he wants to get a dollar, he needs a dollar to buy his mom a gift. So, um, he walks in, looks at the, the, the tree, and just all around in this room is filled with gifts and decorations, and he's like, wow, is this the White House? This kid's timing is just, with a and we've only seen him for a few seconds. And this kid's got so much charm in him. But then again, it's Joey Lawrence. He also, not till 1988, of course, voiced Oliver from Oliver and Company. <laughs> so Ricky's like, oh, you said you're looking for a job. And the kid immediately, oh, forget the job. What about adopt? Do you think you could adopt me? He's like, I want to live here too. Because <laughs> Ricky's like, oh, well, no, this isn't the White House. I actually, I live here. And he offers, we find out the boy's name is Joey. Like, Joey Lawrence, but no, it's Joey Thompson. And they offer, like, hey, Joey, won't you warm yourself by the fire? Would you like a cookie? And he's like, oh, yes. And he, he just got, that boy is clearly starving. This poor little boy. And Kate and Ricky just, they can't believe this. Like, oh, my gosh, this poor little kid. Where did he come from? Look at him, Kate. <laughs> he's starving. He's got holes in his jacket. Would you like some hot cocoa? Wow, I love some. Okay. Um, Joey, I really don't think there's any jobs around here for you to do. Please, I need to earn a dollar. I'll do anything, Mr. Stratton. I'm a hard worker. I may be small, but I'm wiry. <laughs> Joey, Joey, please don't call me mister. Although to you, I may seem like an awesome... Giant. <laughs> I'm actually only 12 years old. Really? I guess you're 10, you know, 11 tops. <laughs> Second thought, call me, mister. I'll do any job, no matter how awful it is. However, when I get paid, I prefer cash. <laughs> you know, there is something you could do for me. I could use a good ornament hanger. I'm your man. I'm good at that. So Kate actually asks Tommy. I mean, Joey. I'm sorry. I don't know where that Tommy came from. I've been watching Fuller House. 
<laughs> um, asks Joey if he wants some hot cocoa. He's like, oh, yes, please. So she runs off to go and get him some. And Tom, oh, my gosh, dang it. Joey, 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 Joey. Joey asks Ricky um, about the job and everything. And he's calling Ricky Mr. Stratton. And Ricky's all like, oh, don't call me Mr. Stratton, even though I must seem like a giant to you. Like, he's just, Ricky's getting a little, he's getting a big head because, you know, there's a smaller kid and he's a bigger kid. And Ricky's like, even though I'm like 12 years old, you know, I may seem big to you. Like, almost like adult size. And Joey's all like, well, I would have more pegged you towards like 10 or 11 tops. <laughs> oh, this kid. This kid. This kid's got spunk. When Ricky's like, oh, hey, I don't think we have a job for you. He's like, oh, please, Mr. Stratton, I'll do anything. I'm a hard worker. This kid has the air of punky Brewster Gusto. Just... Hey, I, I just get that feeling about him. He's like, I'll do anything. I'm a good worker. Grr. <laughs> I love how he says, I may be small, but I'm wiry. Like, good for you. Oh, Ricky refers to himself. Although, to you, I may seem like an awesome giant. I swear, the way Ricky gets that look of, um, I can't even think of the word. But he just, his... I thought he was going to refer to himself as the Ricker. Like, please, don't do that. Don't, don't do the Ricker thing. Cause, and he didn't. Thank you. Thank goodness. I can't stand that. This is filmed in front of a live audience as Ricky is just, he's kind of puffing himself up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so tall and older than you and everything. And you hear the audience go, woo! <laughs> So Joey's still like, I'll do any job no matter what it is. <laughs> but when I do get paid, I expect it to be in cash. Someone in the audience has got a real hacking cough. I feel bad for them. I hope they had a cough drop handy. But you're <coughs> oh, poor. I feel bad for the audience member. Someone who must have been having a real bad cold. And this was actually in December. This aired in December. So, Ricky says, well, what I need is a good ornament hanger. And Joey is all over that. Like, oh, I'm your man. I can do that. Like, I bet you can, little guy. I bet you can. <laughs> Here you go. Hang that on the cheek for me. Oh, don't put him way up there. He's going to fall into that tree. There you go. Perfect. You know, there was a bare spot there. And you covered it all up. I told you I'm good. <laughs> Here's your hot cocoa. Careful. What else do you want me to do, mister? Mister? <laughs> Leave it alone, Kate. <laughs> That's all there is to do, Joey. That's it? Aw, oh, heck. So Kate comes back with the hot chocolate and he takes a very little there's nothing in that cup. There's nothing in that cup. And he uh Ricky had had Joey on that little step ladder like and Joey was on the very top and you probably heard me during that clip like oh my god he is going to fall into that tree the way that he is leaning forward and there's like two feet of, or a foot of space in between him and the tree and the stepladder. I'm like, he's gonna fall. No, he did not fall into that tree. I was worried. <laughs> but Kate comes over with the hot chocolate and Joey drinks it. And the fact that Joey's like, oh, do you have any more work for me, mister? And Kate just looks at Ricky like, mister? And Ricky just kind of side-eyes her like, leave it alone, Kate. Like, I like this. Don't ruin it for me. So, since Joey just was told to hung an, hang an ornament on the tree, he's like, you got anything else for me, mister? And Ricky's like, I'm sorry, Joey. I don't got anything else for you to do. And Joey's like, aw. Heck. 
You got anything for me to do? I need a dollar real. He says, I need a dollar real bad. Like, it's almost like an accent was, like a semi-Brooklynish accent was coming out of his mouth. <laughs> you did. Plus a $19 tip. You go buy your mom something nice for Christmas. Okay. Hey, if it were this much, I could buy our main coat or something. <laughs> hey, Joey, would you like a ride home? It's awfully cold outside. No thanks. So I thought that was this was so nice how Ricky gave the twenty dollars that his grandfather had earned him and gave it to Tommy. I mean Joey did it <laughs> I gotta stop that. I'm sorry everybody. Where's this Tommy? He does not look like a Tommy. He looks like a Joey, but my mind is and the actor's name is Joey. Why is this not sinking in? I don't know. <laughs> Joey, he gives him 20 bucks. Joey's like, oh, wow, 20 bucks. Wow. I bet for this I could even get my mom a, a mink coat. <laughs> like, eh, probably not. But still, Ricky says, hey, you earned it. Get your mom something special. And Kate even offers to drive Joey home. And he's like, oh, no, no, I don't live far. Which we'll learn more about that later. And Joey leaves. Kate puts her arm around Ricky. She's really proud of him, you know, for doing that. It's like, what? what? Caused you to be in such good uh, Christmas spirit. And Ricky's like, oh, well, you know, I just thought about what Derek would do in that situation. And I did the opposite. <laughs> And Ricky's like, gosh, I hope my dad is in a good Christmas mood. As we hear Edward sing, he comes out singing and he's carrying gifts. What is that drum set just doing there? We have not seen Ricky use that drum set that's just sitting there. I bet it's a Christmas gift. That's why we haven't seen it yet. It's probably a Christmas gift that may come into play down the road. Because we know that Ricky is musical. He does play the bassoon. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are thy branches. Edward, I took all your decorations. I know, Kate, I... and you've decked the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> I feel pretty good. No kidding. Yeah, this time of year, my blood's not only red, it's red and green. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this great tree. Look at these great decorations. Look at this great food. Now see the effect Christmas has on people. Even my father sent us a basket of goodies. Candied oysters? <laughs> now that's a shame. It's bad enough to be born an oyster, but to end up candy. <laughs> Edward, look at him, man. Look at him. Me? Yes, you, Lynn. Come on, you're so unbending, so stiff. Loosen up, guy. Come on, little Christmas spirit. I got the world on a string. Lynn, buddy, see, that's not a Christmas song. <laughs> see what happens when I try to loosen up? No, no, Kate, you can't leave yet. We haven't had the ceremonial lighting of the Christmas tree. Come on, Len, you get on the drums, Kate, get the lights, and let's see now, who's the youngest blonde kid in this house? I am! I am! Who is? I am! Oh, you are, okay. You take a hold of the extension cord of honor. Leonard, if you please. The world has waited long enough. Let 
Christmas begin. So Edward comes out singing, and you remember those four Christmas songs I told you about? He sings a quick little matchup of all four of them. Some of that song that I can't pronounce, the Deck the Halls, um, the other ones, the other two songs I can't remember, but he sings all four of them. Not all the verses, but some of them. Oh, oh, Christmas tree. Yes, because Ricky's like, hey, Dad, check out the Christmas tree. I decorated it. What do you think? It looks awesome, right? And <laughs> that's when Edward breaks out in the song with, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are thy branches. <laughs> I can't sing that. I can't, I can't do that all in one breath. <laughs> wow. Um, Jeez, Edward, did you get in the eggnog a little early today? Because you are. He's just jovial. He gets excited. It's his first Christmas with his son. His first, his son's first Christmas with him. But he is, yo, he is on top of the world, dancing, singing, dancing around the room. Just, wow. He is full of Christmas cheer, everybody. He does this little tap dance thing. It's kind of funny. Edward makes this joke about, you know, being red-blooded, but he's not just red his blood isn't just red, it's like red and green. And Leonard is over on the drums and he does a little with the cymbals. Like when someone tells a joke and then you hit the cymbals, like the big, uh, I don't know what that's supposed to be. When someone tells a joke and someone is on the drums and you do a little, uh, thing. Oh, Edward is just flying high with the happiness here. He's like, look at this great tree. Look at these great decorations. Look at this great gift basket of food. He, of course, picks up the candied oysters. He's like, oh, it's bad enough to be an oyster in a can, but to be candied? And, of course, Ricky's on the drums, and he does the thing with the cymbal. Oh. So, Leonard, Edward's trying to get Leonard in to the Christmas spirit here. He's like, Leonard, man, come on. You're all buttoned up. You're just so prim and proper and everything. You gotta let loose. Let the spirit of Christmas invade your body and your soul and your heart and your mind. <laughs> so, Leonard breaks out into song, which is not a Christmas song, and Edward tells him so. Like, oh, that's not a Christmas song. Come on, Leonard. <laughs> So Kate is like kind of like you know I gotta I gotta get going. My family's expecting me, and Leonard or Edward's like, oh Kate, no no you can't leave yet. We haven't even lit this tree up. Come on here, it's a tradition. It's a thing. Uh, we need a little blonde haired. Is there a little blonde haired person in this family? And Ricky's like, oh me 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 me. <laughs> and Edward's like, all right all right okay. Kate, get the lights. Ricky here, hold this extension cord even though we're in the dark. They light the tree up. It's nice. But you only see, like, the red light shining on it. And I'm like, well, it's cute, I guess. I mean, I love red. I've mentioned that several times. I love the color red. Wow. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Leonard. Merry Christmas, oh, Kate. Thank you for that fruitcake you gave me. Thanks for the fruitcake you gave me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ricky. Merry Christmas, Kate. Did you remember to pack my present? I sure did. Hope you like it. I made it myself in Woodshop. If you're not sure what it is when you open it, just call me. <laughs> you call me when you arrive, okay? Oh, really? Oops. Mistletoe. <laughs> Rick's first Christmas here is going to be the greatest one ever. Oops. Mistletoe. <laughs> I got him something he has been dying for. A computerized dune buggy. It's got five speeds. It's real fast. It's beautifully built. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see his face when he opens it up. You know something, Kate? I'm really going to miss you. Oh, 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 oh. Your present. I'm yours. Oops. 
so Kate hugs Leonard and she says, oh, thank you for the fruitcake that you got me. And Leonard's like, oh, yeah, and uh, thank you for the fruitcake that you got me. She re-gifted that fruitcake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, re-gifting. <laughs> and I love her and Ricky's thing as they do the little... Uh, the shimmy shimmy shake with the arms and the body like, yeah, give me a hug. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I, um, I got your gift. I hope you packed it. Um, if you, I made it in wood shop. If you don't know what it is, give me a call. <laughs> so, um, she and Edward, they hug and he, and he points up like, oh, there's mistletoe. And they kiss. And then, um, he, uh, leads her to the door. They stop underneath the archway there. Like, oh, there's mistletoe again. And they kiss. Now they're by the door. And he's like, oh, um, I got your gift. Which was, that's what the gift that was on that table there by the door. And she's like, oh, I have your gift here too. And, um... He mentions about this computerized dune buggy thing that he got, Ricky. It's like, I can't wait for him to open it. I'm so excited. For him. <laughs> I can't wait to see his face when he opens it. More like he can't wait to test it out himself. And Kate, uh, Edward does say, you know, when you arrive there, give me a call. And um, before she heads out the door, there's mistletoe on the door. And they kiss again and of course we get a shot of Ricky and Leonard just kind of like nudging each other like, oh, alright yeah <laughs> and she leaves Oh, that's sweet three kisses in her Edward you planned that you set that up guy <laughs> okay so Edward closes the door and he turns around like alright as he rubs his Together, Leonard, let's get those Christmas gifts to the children's charity or orphanage or wherever they're sending them. Because Leonard's got a long drive to Philly to get them to the children's hospital, not the orphanage. I'm sorry. I think it's an orf hospital. Okay. So my guess is Ricky's going to be there by him lonesome self for... No, wait, wait. So are they all three of them going? Or is it just Edward and Leonard? Alright, so, yeah, Edward and Leonard take the train, probably to where the vehicles are, to load it up with the Christmas gifts that are being sent to the children's hospital. And Ricky is now by himself, he goes into his dad's office, but now we come back out to the living room area, and... I'm surprised. They have, um, two, I guess if you want to maybe call them, no way, there's one, two, three. Uh, French style doors in the front there. And we see Joey come back. It looks like he is making sure nobody is there. I bet he's going to take that fruit basket because he's got, they got to have food. Him and his mom because all we see here is, is Joey. If I said Tommy again, I apologize. Oh, okay, so Joey goes, drops off the $20 bill, and what is he going to do? Just start taking stuff here? I'll take $20 worth of whatever I find on this table, which has got a bunch of gift baskets on it. Oh, he's taking some cookies! Okay. Popping them in his pocket. Those are going to be all crumbs by the time you get back to wherever you're going, buddy. He's got a different shirt on, I think, doesn't he? Or maybe he doesn't. Man, he might not. Oh, of course he was going to take that gift basket oh, with those candy oysters. Take them, buddy. Ugh. So this is just as Ricky is coming out of his dad's, oh, his dad's office just to probably get some uh, more gifts to put under the tree. Oh, I want to point out here that Ricky is wearing, I guess if you want to call them, you know the boots that we all had as kids? Like the um, space suit type boots? Um, he's wearing those in the house, which I, I guess if you wanna, it's, it's no law that says you can't, but it's just, unless he's wearing them and preparing for zipping outside would be my guess. Like, that's why they had him wear those boots, because at some point the actor was probably going to be zipping outside. Because as he comes out of the office, he sees Joey zipping out the door. Or the French door there with the giant gift basket full of stuff. 
Oh, Ricky jumps into action as he, <laughs> luckily he did not trip over his feet as he was racing to grab his coat, which is on the um, couch there. And he's throwing that on so he can go after Joey. Now we are outside towards the entrance of this cave. Is this the same cave that that beam fell down in that episode of The Most Beautiful Girl in the World? Where Derek and Ricky and JT and Freddy were all at? And Derek saves Ricky's life from that beam. It's like, if that thing is condemned, then nobody should be going... But Joey and his family don't know that. They don't know that that's probably condemned. Or shut down. So his fa he and his family clearly just wandered onto somebody's property. Like, oh, here's a cave. I'll just... Or maybe it's so far back on Edward's property that they maybe didn't think that it was part of the someone's property. Or they're just looking for shelter. This is so sad. Where'd you get all this stuff? We don't take handouts, son. This is not a handout. I met this really rich guy in this big house. And I asked him for a job and he gave it to me. Ellen, can you believe what's happened to us in a year? Last year we had a house, a new car. We were living the American dream. Jack, it'll all work out. We're healthy, we're together, and it's Christmas. And we're living in a cave. So we meet Joey's family here, and they really decked this cave out nice. It's got a, um really thick blanket over the opening of the cave that way there's no drafts coming in they really there's a table with some chairs there is a nice uh for furniture in there a comfy chair to sit in they got a really nice area rug woven woven area rug there too and the did we do get a little bit of exposition a little backstory here is the dad is all, like, telling Joey, like, hey, we don't take handouts. Joey's like, if this isn't a, hand a handout, I met some um, guy in this big house that he lives in, this rich guy and everything, and they gave me a job and whatnot. So, now the dad says, you know, can you believe it? A year ago, we had a house, we had a new car, and the wife is just like, honey, it's going to be okay, all right? Things are going to look up, I promise. You know, the husband's just down. Maybe he got laid off of work and they couldn't keep their house. The bank probably took their house and their car was probably repossessed. This is just sad. And Ricky's just watching all of this. And he's probably realizing, it's like, wow, I have so much. And this family has nothing. They don't even have a place to call their own. There's some interesting things here. We have some patties. <laughs> That's pate, Joey. What's pate? Goose liver. Bass. <laughs> just isn't fair. I had seniority. Fifteen years I worked for that company, and they let me go like that. Honey, you're not alone. A lot of steel mills are closing down. Now, you'll find another job when we get to Denver. Baby, we ever get enough money to fix the truck? At least it broke down near this cozy cave. Dad, want some candied oysters? <laughs> I think we'd better get a move on if we're going to get to church on time. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can leave the candied oysters for Santa. Son. I don't think Santa's going to come this year. Why not? Well, I'm not sure Santa knows where we are. What do you mean? I thought Santa knew everything. Well, he does, Joey. It's just that there wasn't time to send him a change of address card. <laughs> you mean he's going to leave my gifts at our old house? We better go back. We can't. It belongs to the bank now. Look, Joey, next year, I promise you, Santa will know exactly where we are, and we'll have the best Christmas ever. Okay, but can we leave the candid oysters just in case he comes? 
Okay, so we do learn a little more about this family. The husband was let go. He had seniority. He worked at a steel mill. He had been there for 15 years. He had seniority, and they let him go. And I guess what they want to do is they want to get to Denver, but their truck unfortunately either ran out of gas or broke down just outside of um, the Stratton household. So they're just there until they can get some money to get out to Denver. This sucks for them. This sucks so much. And (laughs) Joey gets those candied oysters he wants to leave for Santa Claus, and his dad kind of breaks it to him like, Joey, buddy, I'm sorry. I don't think Santa's going to come this year. You know, he probably thinks we're still at our old house. And Joey's like, oh, I hope he doesn't drop the gifts off at our old house. We got to go back. And his dad's like, I'm sorry. We just, the bank owns the house now. We can't go back. And unfortunately, we didn't have a change of address card, so Santa's not going to come this year. But next year, next year he will come. And this is just sad. And Joey's like, can I at least leave the candied oysters out for him just in case he comes? This breaks my heart. Oh, this poor little guy. But they do go to church. They're going to be going to church. And Ricky's heard enough. He's seen enough. He's... I... Ricky's gotta have a plan. He's like, gonna tell his dad what's going on. So... So, the family leaves. We cut to commercial. And then when we come back... Ricky has brought the tree into the cave? How, without an extension cord, how far is this cave from their house? I don't know. Stay here while I find a candle. Did you remember to stomp your feet? Right. We don't want to get our cave dirty. (laughs) We must be in the wrong cave. (laughs) No, you're not. Stratton, ma'am. He's the guy in the big house who gave me the job. I appreciate this, but we really don't like to take charity. It's not charity. Thanks a lot, Mr. Stratton. (laughs) Call me Ricky, okay? I should call you Santa Claus, because that's who you are as far as I'm concerned. No, I'm not Santa Claus, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because when you told me that you guys had just moved... I figured that it'd be hard for Santa to locate you. So I sent him a telegram. You think he'll get it in time? Ho, ho, ho! You never know. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Santa Claus! Does Joey Thompson live here? Yeah, it's me, it's me! Ho, ho! gotten that telegram, I wouldn't have known you were here. How are you, Joey? Great, Santa. I mean, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm a little tired. This is my busy season, you know. <laughs> Plus, I got a power struggle going on. The Teamsters trying to unionize my elves. <laughs> well, you don't want to hear my troubles. Ho, 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 ho. Say, Joey, you think there might be something in my sack for you? Well, I sure hope so. I have a real good well, except for that one day when I shaved my neighbor's dog. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, here's one, and it says, I belong to Joey. Wow, can I open it now? Sure. Wow, a dune buggy. I've always wanted one of these. So the family comes back from church and they're like, here, let me light a candle. And Ricky kind of steps out of the shadows, like, here, let me do it. He lights up the whole cave. The tree is there. The decorations are there. It's really, really great. And he introduces himself, like, hi, I'm Ricky Stratton. And Joey's like, yeah, he's the one who's got the big house and everything, and he gave me a job. And the dad, of course, is like, you know, I really don't like taking handouts. And Ricky said, well, this isn't a handout. And, yeah, it's just, he also 
has his Ricky has his dad dressed as Santa, so that way he can surprise Joey and gives um, Edward gives him a gift. It is the dune buggy thing he was going to give to Ricky, and I I honestly <laughs> I thought okay, you know what I thought. When I thought dune buggy, I thought, like, because this is like a motor, like a robot, a, a, a motor car thing, you know, like with a remote and everything. I thought in my head, I think dunes, I think dune buggies, and I think it's a motorized car you can actually sit in and strap yourself in like that and like, oh, dune buggy. So that's why Edward wants to try it out because you know, he'll be able to sit in it. No, you can't sit in this dune buggy. <laughs> wow, was I ever wrong. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's what Edward gives Joey uh, the gift he was going to give Ricky. Oh, he's got something else for Ricky, you got plenty of stuff coming your way. Let let little Joey have this one thing. Besides, I'm sure that Edward can get another one for you if you re he really wanted to get it for you. So, Joey's dad is like, oh, Santa, I want to talk to you. But then Edward's like, oh, let's see if in my sack here I got something for Joey's dad. Okay, so for... We learned the dad's name is Jack. So for Jack... Edward gave the gift that Ricky was going to give him, which is the pen that does everything under the sun from an alarm clock to a radio to all the other things, uh, computer games, stuff like that. Wow. That's nice that they kind of gave up their things, you know? I mean, they have so much, and right now this family doesn't have anything right now. I hope, I wonder if he's gonna, like, Edward might help him get a job, maybe? Th that would be awesome. Granted, uh, Jack just worked at a steel mill, but, I mean, that guy sounds like he, he could learn and pick up any trade. Santa, I want to talk to you in just a minute. Let's see if there's something in here for Joey's dad. Ho, ho, ho. Go on, Jack, open it. What a wonderful pen! Oh, oh, it's more than just a pen. Push that button. 8.32 p.m., December 24th. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is great! It's just what I always wanted. <laughs> Me too. Let's see if there's something for Joey's mom. Ho, ho, ho. She's in Columbus opening a genuine oak spice rack. Let's face it, Santa. You blew it. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Do you have to go now, Santa? Well, I guess I could stay a while and give Rudolph rest. Ho, ho, ho. Think I'll have some eggnog. Listen. Who are you? Edward Stratton III. You know, my first instinct was to throw you out of here. What's your second instinct? <laughs> to say thank you. You really made my son happy. I'm going to pay you back for all this. No, it's not necessary. It's Christmas in the spirit of Christmas. Guys, don't take handouts. I'll find some way to pay you back. Well, I, I respect that. I'll tell you what. We'll take it out of your first week's paycheck. My what? Your first week's paycheck. See, I own a factory, and I can really use men like you. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. What do you do? <laughs> I was foreman at a steel mill. Well, now, see, this is a coincidence, because my factory makes toys. You, you see the connection? <laughs> Not off the top of my head. 
Yeah, well, you see, you're a foreman, and you know how to manage people. Well, let's say that you're in charge of the potato wiggler assembly line. Now, you see one of your men start to play with one of them. What do you do? I tell him to wait until break time. You're hired. We'll discuss the details tomorrow. Tomorrow's Christmas. We'll take the day off. Is all this on the level? You bet. You've got a deal. Helen, this guy really is Santa Claus. I just got a job. <laughs> great sure is you know that pen was so uh, supposed to be for you you know that dune buggy was supposed to be for you <laughs> i think it worked out just right you know what what this is the best christmas ever so Edward's got one more gift in his sack and he gives it to Joey's mom and it's a very nice uh, woman's nightgown, negligee if you want to call it. That's what the lady calls it when she opens it. And <laughs> Edward kind of whispers to Ricky, oh, that was supposed to be Kate's gift. Uh, right now she's probably opening up a genuine oak spice rack. Like, well, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I love uh, Joey's mother's uh, expression. It's like, oh, it's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Santa Claus. <laughs> so Joey's dad, Jack, is kind of a little like, oh, I'm going to pay you back for, for all of this, he says to Edward. And Edward's like, no, no, no. But Jack's Jack is insisting, he's like, no, I don't take handouts. And Edward's like, well, we'll take it out of your first paycheck. And Jack kind of looks at him like, uh, excuse me? And, he's, and Edward's like, yeah, yeah, um, at your new job. I'm gonna be a foreman. Um, at my toy factory. And Jack is just like, well, yeah, well, Edward has no idea what this guy did for a job. And <laughs> Jack's like, well, I was a foreman for 50, 15 years at a steel mill. And <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to have him be a foreman, be in charge of the uh, potato wiggle toy something or other. <laughs> so, yeah, like, all right, that's that's great. And I love Jack saying to us, like, this really is Santa. This man here just offered me a job because... When Jack said, who are you really? And Edward pulled down his Santa beard and said, I'm Edward Stratton III. Like, yeah, you, you guys are on his property, so. Because at one point, Jack wanted to throw him out of there. It's like, uh, you're on his property. That's his cave. But, yeah, it works out. And Ricky's like, you know, that pen was supposed to be for you. And Edward's like, yeah, you know, that, uh, that doom buggy? That was yours. <laughs> And Ricky is like, you know what, Dad? This really is the best Christmas ever. This is so sweet. And just, you know, giving of yourself, even though, you know, to a family that desperately really needs it. This is just, this is sweet as Ricky and his dad hug.
Joey's mom starts singing Silent Night, and Joey and his dad and Edward and Ricky chime in, and it's such a sweet, sweet moment. And I love how it the scene kind of zooms like outward the camera zooms outward and then we get this really lovely red like frame around it and then in yellow lettering it says merry christmas from all of us at silver spoons that is so sweet i like that so i think for my rating for this episode i'm going to give it I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a five toy trains. Or trains. Um, <laughs> I'll probably think about season two switching up to a different rating. Um, we'll see. Um, but the thing, yeah, that I liked about it, I liked... Um, Edward and Kate with the mistletoe. Loved that. I loved... Um, them being so welcome, Ricky and Kate being so welcoming when Joey first showed up, giving him hot chocolate. Ricky giving him his $20 bill that his grandfather had given him. He gave that to Joey. I love that um, Ricky giving the tree and the decorations to the family. And Edward giving the man a job and, you know, also giving the toys the, or the toy to um, Joey and and then Kate's negligee. It's like they gave up their gifts to give to this family. And that was just incredible. And of course, the cute rendition of Silent Night at the end was just sweet. And the message, Merry Christmas from all of us at Silver Spoons. Um, for my Silver Spoonful, I'm going to say that, yes, at Christmas time, this is... And I'm not just at Christmas time. And, you know, even me myself could... I This is a lesson for me, too. It's like, it doesn't take much to do for others. You know, we're all here together on this earth. And we can all learn a lot from one another. And give of ourselves to other people. You know, it doesn't have to always just be around Christmas time. And when the holiday spirit moves you. But... Just, just any of the time. Just it, it doesn't take much. Just you know, kind, you know, you know, you hear about the pay it forward movements and and everything like that. Or say, like, if you're getting groceries and you pay for the person behind you, or if you're at, you know, Mickey D's or you're someplace and you pay for the order behind you and stuff like that. It's just, it's sweet and it's just passing it along and just doing it not because you feel you have to be because you're just you want to do something nice for somebody because you want to give of yourself and this was just this was such a sweet and darling episode um i ain't gonna read that review it's uh it's not the greatest nicest but i'm gonna read it because someone bothered to write a review Wow, this episode actually, or this episode, um, I didn't even tell you guys when this episode aired. Hold on. Uh, this episode aired December 18th, 1982. So, this 1982 Christmas would have been my very first Christmas on this earth. This user review, Orangey2Dope, yeah, real nice username, July 4th. July 4th of 2018, so on 4th of July, he decided to write this review. As he calls it, ridiculous. I never cared for sitcoms that tried to have you learn an important life lesson in every episode in lieu of actual comedy. Good grief. They should be called sit lessons. I accidentally caught this from the beginning and figured I'd give it a chance. From the moment you realize the scenery chewing Joey Lawrence and his family live in a cave, it's impossible to stop laughing. Well, you are a heartless jerk. Then his dad goes into a monologue about how less than a year ago they had a nice house and a brand new car. He ends it by saying, and now we live in a cave. The audience gives a fake sad response and I'm rolling on the floor. How do you go from a brand new car to living in a cave in less than a year? Where do you even find a cave? If you lose everything overnight, you deserve to live in a cave. This person is a jerk. 
um, unfortunately, you must not have paid attention to the fact that he said he got let go from his job after 15 years. So, it's that simple that maybe you were behind on your house payment and then, or, and you just got a car that you were probably going to make payments on and boom, they yank it or they repo your car, they take, the bank takes your house, they will do that. Banks will not give you a chance to say, let me get caught up. There's a, you miss a payment, your house is now ours. That's how it works. They are unforgiving and... That guy was clearly a creep who wrote that review. Like, why did you even take the time and waste the space where someone else could have given a nice review of this episode? I thought it was nice. It really... Some people may call it sappy. Fine, whatever. That's your prerogative. But you know what? I think it was great. There is a lot of homelessness in this world right now. And, you know, it's not their fault. Things happen. And one minute you feel like you're on top of the world and next the rug is pulled out from underneath you. Who are we to judge someone's situation? So shame on that person. Like I said, they can leave the review if they want. It's a free country, whatever, freedom of speech. But I just thought that was very disheartening. So that person clearly does not need to watch sitcoms then. I mean, I do, you know, make fun of stuff from time to time, but I'm not outwardly cruel, so. Alright, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode, and if you guys want to hit me up on, uh, you know, the Facebook page, follow along, you can do so on Instagram also, and if you even want to just send me an email, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com, or if you just want to talk about Punky Brewster, you can send me an email at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. So, the series will start back up again, season one, in January. We will continue with season one, episode 17, I believe, Popcorn. So, look forward to that. Alright, bye-bye everybody, and have a merry, merry Christmas, or happy holiday, or happy Hanukkah, or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope you have a great year and a happy new year as well. Hopefully good things for 2019. Bye-bye.